Hi. Hi. I'm Evan. I'm Addie. And you are listening to the Speaking English Podcast. Today we have episode 48. Yeah. And uh, we're doing some, the second part of our movie report little series that we started last week. We decided to uh, talk about the same movies as we did last week, but in a different way. And mm -hmm. so here we are, trying it out. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, before we get into that, though, how has your week been? Uh, my week has been, like, really boring, honestly. Yeah. Just, like, I feel like the next couple of months of my life are going to be kind of boring. And I'm, like, <laughs> panicking a little bit about that because, like... I got into grad school, which was my goal all mm -hmm. along, but that's like months away. So now I'm just like coasting on this like relaxation, knowing that I got in, but like still just have to do this job uh -huh. <laughs> for the next couple of months. You know what I mean? So I just worked all week and it's just boring. And I feel like it's just going to be boring for a minute. I'm in like a weird in-between phase in my life, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm yeah. sorry that is so boring though. It's okay. But it does it does give you opportunities to do new things that's true i've been reading a lot this week and some really good stuff so i'm excited for the wrap-up nice yeah how was your week um it was all right yeah i also kind of in the same boat i mean i think mine more mine was just went by real quickly i feel like the last couple of weeks have just been going by real quickly and the days are starting to kind of merge together again but for sure you know, that's okay i guess um <laughs> you know until the, i don't know it, it, yeah you're right that it's kind of like a weird just kind of waiting because i think also added to that is the stuff where like the pandemic is like on the downslope it's seeming like yeah. Like, you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood and whatever. But uh, it seems like, so it's like, I'm not going to be going out and doing like lots of stuff either. Um, because it's right here at the end. And it's like, you just got to yeah. kind of like waiting for things to start like reopening and stuff, I guess is more how it is. So. Yeah. Definitely. And like a and handful of people I know have gotten their first round of the vaccine already. Oh, yeah. So that's My parents have. Yeah. So it's, it is starting to feel like more hopeful, but at the mm. same time, it's, it's just like a so close, but so far kind of feeling mm. in like yeah. many areas of my life right now. Yeah. So it's like kind of hard, at least for me. And that's where I've been struggling is getting into mm -hmm. the, uh, like finding things to do to make like this specific point in time stand out i guess like be yeah. like, have lots of memories because i feel like you know you have specific memories that you look back to and like remember the time <laughs> yeah and it's i don't know it's weird not a whole lot of mm, yeah i feel the exact same but the days, they just blend together yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard um i don't know though i'm i had my one thousand one thousandth movie on Letterboxd, um, so that's cool, cool, fun milestone that I've been looking forward to for like the past probably like two or three months, honestly. What movie was it? What was your one thousandth movie? 
I don't remember. I don't know. It wasn't. <laughs> I just noticed that there was a thousand there. I, I started or I stopped um, writing reviews on my letterbox for the time being. I just got through phases of like wanting to write there or not. Mm-hmm. But, so I've just kind of been like posting stuff that I watch. But still, I think that that's a fun milestone. I agree. Super and, fun. And uh, 2000 will be a lot quicker. It won't take 20 and a half years to reach <laughs> 2000. Um, I feel like I was thinking about this. I feel like once you hit like, once you've seen like a good 2,500 to 3,000, you're kind of like a movie guy, you know, like you like know all the stuff or like you're just, I don't know, have like a grasp. I mean, generally, but. I feel like I look towards that and be like, I can be, I can feel legitimate <laughs> once I <laughs> reach. I already up. think of you as a legitimate movie guy at only one thousand. So, uh, <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I know a good amount of movies. I just haven't seen a lot. I think is more the thing. I try to be aware of like certain things, even if I haven't seen them. Like to know what's like the important ones and why they're important that is definitely how i feel about books i definitely wouldn't call myself somebody who's read a lot of books but i feel like i'm in the know Mm -hmm. in the literature scene (laughs) yeah there you go yeah and i think that's like the fun part of it and now it's just for me about like collecting those views (laughs) watching those movies and then like getting surprised along the way and because i think um, part of, I don't remember if this, yeah, I think this was like over the last weekend. So since we've recorded it, but I listened to, um, this three hour podcast episode, um, of like Edgar Wright and Quentin Tarantino just talking about movies and stuff. Um, and it was really cool. It was, it was, and I think the coolest part of that was just to see how, like, how much good and useful things they find just watching like super obscure movies that like aren't necessarily the ones that are always being talked about. So I think that's what the fun, like that's what I'm looking forward to and like trying to discover more movies is that, you know, you'll get surprised along the way. And that's why I try. I mean, one of the reasons why I try to like keep an open mind about most things and watch just whatever. And who knows what I'll actually find. So Cheers to uh, more of that in the next <laughs> thousand or whatever. Best of luck on your next 1,000 movies. Yeah. Can't wait to hear about some of them along the way. Yeah, I only have like 997 to go, I think. <laughs> so I'm already, I'm already making a dent in it. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. So... Last week, we tried something new. We did these movie reports where basically we each of us go out and we find and we pick out our own movie for us to watch, like for ourselves to watch. Um, and then the other person didn't know until we showed up to last week's episode and said, here's what I watched. Here's what was up about it. <laughs> and then uh, it was cool. Um, it was cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I had fun. And like... While we were doing that, we kind of just decided um, that 
you know, we should just watch the other person's now. And then we can have like an actual like back and forth discussion about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think, well, there, I think there's something that's definitely interesting about, um, you know, having to like kind of present this thing that you just watched that I haven't seen before. Um, but it's like a different thing to like do discussions, which I guess is what we usually do. So this is kind of, this is like, this is more like our normal episodes than last week was. Yeah. This um, is like back to your regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Honestly. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that's nice. And I, there's more to talk about with, I think both of these movies. So that being said, yeah, and I'm so glad that I watched Persona because of this, because that was a, a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's just start with that. What did you think of it? How are you feeling? About I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel so conflicted about it. It was so freaking weird. It was like seriously <laughs> such a weird movie. Definitely the thing that stood out to me the most while I was watching it after you had already talked to me about it was like how clearly you can see how many modern directors are inspired by that movie. Like you can just, I, there are so many different scenes that reminded me of so many different movies that I've already seen in like different ways, like completely different movies. And that was so cool. Like definitely Uh I remembered you saying last week, portrait of a lady on fire and Mulholland drive, which like for sure I got that too. But also like one of my favorite thrillers, which is good night, mommy which I think I've talked about on here a handful of times. But, like this movie is so similar to that one. I don't know. It was just really cool to see like how many different inspirations have been pulled from this one hour and a half long. Yeah. That was crazy. Uh-huh. It really is. We just And like I'm working on like a, a project for myself, like in the early stages and I'm just trying to like, kind of think of ideas and I kept being drawn like it'd be like this yeah. is a lot like persona like <laughs> so I don't know it's just yeah you can just it. tell watching it it was so influential to so many directors and that's really cool yeah. so I really liked that about it but did I like it as a movie I don't really know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it was so interesting and it was like it was fun to be thinking about the whole time. Like it was just so thought provoking and there are so many layers to it. And I'm still trying to like decode what it's actually about. And it just feels yeah. like such a rabbit hole. Cause every time I'm like, maybe it was trying to say this, you can think of a different scene. That's like kind of contradicts what you're thinking. It's like, no, uh, this scene would like say otherwise, you know what I mean? And I feel yeah. like I thought that about every single like theory that I have about it. So it's just, <laughs> It just feels impossible. It feels almost like a dream, like that I'm trying to, yeah, into a meaning. But it's just like <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I think that's fair, and I think that's kind of the point. Is just that like you don't. Um, there's not really like one clear thing that can be applied to like get through the maze. I guess. Yeah. You know, it's more of like. It's not a uh, it's not a maze with an entrance and an exit. Mm-hmm. It's a maze with like cool stuff in it at different <laughs> places, and whatever path you take leads you to whatever cool thing. Yeah, in the maze, I guess is how I see it. That's that's the metaphor that just came to mind <laughs> that I applied to it. But like, I think that's fairly true. Um, and I think what you said about the dream is 
definitely really true. Yeah. Um, and I definitely like that. That's like kind of, that's the stuff that I really like. And I try to also kind of mm. do it's like, it's, it, it feels very, uh, like it opens a lot of doors into what you can do. Yeah. Um, and I think like in trying to kind of understand persona, um, you kind of, your like reading of it depends on what you take as given. Mm -hmm. Um, and it doesn't really give you anything is like, this is exactly true. This is like the rock to base yourself off of. Mm -hmm. Bless you. Um, (laughs) and I think for that reason, like, that's what makes it so like, you can't really say anything. (laughs) At the same time, I really like that. And I like yeah. most movies that do that. So, Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like we've talked about a handful of movies and also books now where we say the same kind of thing where it's like, you kind of get to decide how you want to view this. And like probably at different points in your life, you're going to view it in different ways and mm-hmm. everybody's going to have a different perception on it. And like, that's so loud and like even encouraged by like just the style of movie that it is. And I really like that too. It's like, I like the vagueness. I like how much thought it's given to me. What I don't like is the characters. (laughs) It's just like so irritated by them the whole movie. And I don't know, like, was that the point? Are they supposed to be like that annoying? Like, (laughs) it's just like, I just grinded my gears. Both of them. The woman, Elizabeth, who's like silent the whole time. Mm-hmm. That was annoying to me that she just like <laughs> sat in silence and just had that like kind of irritating smile on her face and was just like listening the whole time. Uh-huh. And like, I, I know that that was the point. And then like our other character, um, what is her name? Alma. Alma. She also got so irritated by that attitude in like the middle of the movie. And then when she was irritated with her, I was like, you are just like projecting your own insecurities onto this woman who has done literally nothing. And yet I also feel the same way. I'm also (laughs) mad at her for doing literally nothing. And then I was just like annoyed at myself and I was annoyed at them. (laughs) Yeah. And I honestly, that does kind of seem like the point because there's a whole thing about, you know, like the way that I look at it is like, are these characters the same person and do right. they become the same person over the course of the movie or were they the same person the whole time is kind of the question that I approach it with. And I think looking at it from that way, um, it kind of makes sense because like Alma is very like self-critical and that's what she, she's opening up. Right. To, so like it, it kind of would make sense of this frustration at her kind of turns into frustration at herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's interesting. That's interesting that you found them so specifically annoying. <laughs> I, I think that's funny. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was funny too. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't know. I just felt throw something they were feeling. Person. Yeah. I don't know. It's like being a little bit hypocritical. Cause I was like annoyed with them for the same reasons that they were like annoyed with each other and with themselves and stuff. And I was like, I guess I get it. Like, I guess this resonates with me. I don't know. Yeah, this movie is really like, I didn't kind of realize it until after I was like 
done watching it is it is kind of like eerie i don't know it's it's pretty unsettling to watch it's it's unnerving there were there's like so many scenes too where they would just kind of flash a gross image of something yeah yeah like that did you you catch that's Mm -hmm. funny that in that first little like five minute segment at the very beginning they Mm -hmm. like stitched in a penis for one i know (laughs) i was like it was like like two minutes of the movie and i was like huh I know. I was like, what is that? But yeah, it was weird. It was eerie. It was freaky. It got under my skin a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess that's all I really have to say. For sure. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I think it, it's an interesting thing to wonder about um, that like very first segment and how it applies and attaches to the rest of what was presented. Um because it's like a big thing that we talked about in some of my classes at film school um, <laughs> about just how like the the beginning sets the tone for the rest like in a in generally most screenplays at the beginning just kind of sets the tone for what follows okay. um and this one in being so kind of jarring right at the start and then introducing its like main story. Um, I don't know. It was very interesting. And there's, I'm sure there's like a lot to dissect within that as far as, uh, you know, like how it connects, but I really don't know. I thought about rewatching this, but I ended up not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was just very, very odd. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, it leaves you with like no answers at all. You just have to wonder. Yeah. Which is very fun. And if you're a person who likes to speculate about the movies that they watch, you like have to watch this. <laughs> it's like right up your alley. Go knock yourself out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There is oh yeah um so it's it's interesting that like Bergman at the time he was active um even though so like if if we're trying to if I if we can distinguish like between you know like mainstream popular cinema like Hollywood type stuff um, and the European kind of more artsy um, like art house type. Mm. Uh, I, and then like the more avant-garde experimental, which is basically, um, I don't know, they're just doing all sorts of crazy stuff. But like this one, Persona had like lots of elements of kind of the avant-garde, more experimental type stuff, which I kind of talked about last week, if I remember correctly. But um, I did like a little research and this one was like very successful, like commercially, like people liked like the, the public audience liked watching this when it came out. Like this is very firmly in like the European art house tradition type stuff. And like, that's what Bergman kind of worked in. Um, so I just think it's interesting how like, for how weird this was and how kind of like abrasive it was, it mm-hmm. still was like very, I don't know. I don't know how very, how much I can say the word very, but like it was, <laughs> successful and like the, the people who went and watched it in the theaters liked it when it came out which i think is very interesting it is interesting 
Good to know. There you have it. Yeah. I don't know. It seems to me just that like, um, the, uh, the movies that like are super popular among directors of the future, (laughs) like (laughs) reference them and kind of usually either pull them from obscurity or pull things out from them while leaving them in obscurity, I guess. Um, but it seems, I guess that isn't always the case, but it just seems that this one was, has been what it has, what it is ever (laughs) since it came out. Yeah. It's like Um, held up. Yeah. I guess I, I think I might specifically, let me think of an example would be like vertigo. Um, when it came out, it was a flop. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was a pretty noticeable flop because it came <laughs> like in between like sick other successful Hitchcock projects. Mm-hmm. So, like it, it like crushed him because he really liked it. And then it just didn't do well at all. Oh. And so I'm never making something like that again. <laughs> That's <so> sad. <laughs> um, and then like in the seventies, it became like a big deal because oh. people like revisited it and like came back with this new appreciation for it because um just there's like all sorts of stories like that and it's just interesting that persona wasn't one of those like it it, at least from what i can tell it seems like it's been it's had its status you know ever since it came out right like an instant classic yeah there you go yeah Yeah. i don't know i mean it makes sense to me like because it's just so bizarre and so unique i don't know how like you could watch this and not be like that was something very special you know what i mean mm-hmm. like, i i think it just stands out right away gotcha yeah even after you're watching so many movies that it was that were like so strongly influenced by it even then having all of that mm-hmm. watching for the first time now it was like yeah that was wow <laughs> yeah. um yeah that's do you have a rating for it? I don't know. Probably like eight out of ten. I think it was really good. Just like objectively, it was yeah. very cool. And it was very well done. And it made me feel a lot of things. Yeah. But it also made me feel a lot of things that I didn't like. <laughs> That's fair. I <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Um yeah, I think that's what I gave it last week, if I remember. Yeah. And uh I don't know. I feel like when I watch it again, I'll probably bump it up to like a nine. But uh, just because, you know, it's, I think the movies that like stay in my head that I'm thinking about a lot after mm-hmm. are, uh, I don't know. That's like a benefit. I always think of that yeah. as a benefit because like, yeah. even if I didn't like it, like the way that it sticks with you is its stickiness is a good quality because then. Yeah. Even if, even if like you're remembering something because you don't like it, you're still remembering it. And for me, I mean, I'm not saying that this was, I'm just, <laughs> I'm making a general statement here, <laughs> not a fighting persona, but like, you know, because it's, I think, I think a bad movie is better than a uh, forgettable one. Mm. Not better, but like, <laughs> because like, that's not, that's literally contradicting itself, but <laughs> more, more interesting to me. Yeah. I see what you're a saying. Very like boring and forgettable one. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, what a weird one. <laughs> Maybe we'll watch it again sometime. On the yeah, if we watch it again, I think it should be with the mindset that we like 
view it through like a couple of different lenses. Oh, you know? Okay, yeah. Like, what would this movie? What does it mean if they are two different people? And like, what does it mean okay, if Alpha yeah. is the patient? What does it mean if they're just one person? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that sounds really fun actually. Because okay. <laughs> I'm uh, the more yeah, no, the more and more like crit studies classes I take, the more I when I sit down to watch a movie that like I'm actively like thinking about, I mm-hmm. think of it as like if I was to write an essay about this, what stance would I take? Mm. Um, which is interesting because that's kind of what I did when I watched the Florida project this time, having already seen it. I think that's the bigger difference is that, you know, I'm not going to let my analyzing get in the way of like enjoying watching a movie yeah. for the first time. So I think it's yeah. more on like a second or third type watch. Um, so yeah, I was able to do that with the Florida project because I'd seen it before. <laughs> Yay, let's get into it. Yeah. So I felt pretty much the same as when I first saw this. Like I didn't admit, I didn't miss any like big picture stuff, which is mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah, I used to, it was still a very enjoyable watch. I really liked it. Um, I really liked that movie too. Yeah. And I think my uh, what I if I was to write a paper about this, what I would focus on would be kind of the way it presents the different, like the class divide between, you know, like these people um, who are like struggling to hold down a home, Mm -hmm. um, you know, up against the Disney world people (laughs) with like, you know, (laughs) Disney world being so close, you know, you have Mm -hmm. these tourists who aren't from there. They're from different places and they have to interact with like and and any interaction that like I wrote down, um, you know the, the this Disney magic because we went to Disney World together actually. We did. Um, and it's like it's it's a very like all encompassing thing that the company tries to do is like you. It's like the Disney experience. So like it's it's, it's very interesting to see, you know, these tourists that spill out from that. Mm-hmm. little bubble of like the Disney right. influence and like have to see, you know, like this stark poverty, like right next door. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I think that's the most interesting dynamic going on in this movie. Yeah. I would really agree with that. That. And then like going along with that, you know, growing up as a kid right next to Disney world and kind of creating your own magic in regards to that true i didn't think about it when i watched it but that totally is like going on like there's this whole just like magic of childhood in and of itself without like any outside influence yeah for the kids (laughs) yeah like they they kind of build their own kind of like childhood experience and you you have their own little landmarks and i think it's that's what's like done really well in this movie is the way that it's presented doesn't hit you over the head with it mm-hmm. but like the way that all the shops that they go to regularly are very colorful and they each yeah. have a different very bright color and you have like these landmarks that they kind of turn into their like amusement park area i guess um and i think that's really cool and it's really f- like it it kind of just gets to the point where like your childhood is just kind of born from like imagination and just a sense of fun anyways yeah um yeah yeah it kind of like 
I don't know. It, it does show you this like stark contrast in like in like a class divide, but also at the same time, it's giving you these sort of like universal experiences that exist across classes and stuff. Okay. I don't <laughs> you know. What I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have like an example though? I'm trying to think because I think there's a lot of also like just clashes between like tourists being assholes when they're having to deal yeah. with class people. For sure. Uh, I don't really know. I think more of the ones were like between Bobby and the rest of the motel people, mm-hmm. which I thought I kind of saw him as like the middle ground between them because he's like stable. It seems yeah. like. Um, yeah. And he has like literal like hierarchical power over mm-hmm. residents, the other residents, because he is like their landlord. Yeah, for sure. And he makes them pay him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a very, very clear like divide between him and them. Yeah, for sure. And but why I like his character so much is that at the same time he's like acknowledges this setup, but tries to like do the best he can for mm-hmm. the tenants at the same time. And I think that's very interesting. It, I agree, and that was another thing that was done just like so subtly. And that Willem Dafoe did so, so well, just like through his performance was like just displaying in the most subtle way, like how thoughtful he was trying to be as a landlord, but still like recognizing his responsibilities and the privilege that he had compared to his like tenants. Yeah, definitely. I agree hundred percent. Um, my favorite scene, I, I decided that my favorite scene in the whole movie is very short. It's probably like maybe about a minute long and it's towards the very beginning, but it's where they're, uh, eating the ice cream in the lobby. Mooney and Scooty are just eating the ice cream in the lobby and he's just staring at them, yeah. <laughs> waiting for them to drop the ice cream. I just think that that's, I think that sh- like that little scene is kind of demonstrates all of my favorite parts of the mm-hmm. um, uh, a lot too <laughs> yeah i just that one sticks with me and also another not my favorite because that was definitely my favorite but i just really like that little short insert of bobby there was like uh some birds just in the parking lot yeah and he's talking to them as if they were his tenants <laughs> <laughs> i know i really like that too that's the exact scene that I was thinking of last week when we were talking about this and I said something like there are so many just like oddly specific moments throughout these Mm. characters day and they're like day-to-day lives that make the movie feel so much more like real and and so much more special I guess but that like could have so easily been excluded and like wouldn't have really changed anything but just like the fact that they were added just added something so special that is the scene that i was thinking of when i said that (laughs) yeah nice yeah makes sense one of yeah there's like two favorite like little moments i just really liked a lot Mm -hmm. um yeah i uh i think the reason why like i gave this movie eight out of ten both times i watched it um and the reason why it's not higher because i did like really like this movie um i feel like the the things that it chooses to focus on is a little jumbled and like paced oddly Mm. um because i think it's very important to talk about you know the relationship between a mom and her daughter and just the kids and (laughs) 
how like Bobby fits in all of this, but it, it seemed like a lot of time was spent on one thing and then not addressed as it went to another thing. And then kind of like split apart. I don't know, hmm. but I just thought that that could have been done better. But, and then that <laughs> very ending was like, uh, it takes me out of it every time. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that I really liked the end, but I didn't, um, I didn't really feel like the like pacing was off or that it was jumbled. I don't think that I like share that criticism Okay, with it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, there's something I, I, I kind of remember what I was going to say kind of about how like going along this line of like the class difference and, mm-hmm. you know, this like line in the sand between like Disney world and the people just trying to struggle to get by. Mm-hmm. And like that line is kind of crossed there at that last scene where they go into the parks and they're, and because they're there, like no one is like discriminating against them, I guess, if that makes yeah. sense. Like it's mm-hmm. not, they're just, they become part of it. And like, I guess I could kind of seen as like wrapped up in this like Disney bubble. And like, mm-hmm. once you get there, you're like, that's like the escape. But at the same time, that's like not a, like that's a fiction for these people. And yeah. Yeah. Cause that end scene is so surreal that it, you, you almost like wonder if it's like just kind of a daydream or like a childhood fantasy. Yeah, and I sure. guess that that's kind of how Disney world almost like seems in contrast to like the realities of that, like area of Florida. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's just like surreal, magical bubble place. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Which makes me kind of mad because if that scene was done better, it could have been really powerful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that one of the coolest things I thought that this, like the, like one of the little scenes that like this movie did that I thought was really cool and interesting was uh, when it was, I think Jancy's birthday, they mm-hmm. hitchhiked and caught a ride to like just where they could see the Disney fireworks. Yeah. And then had her like, cupcakes or whatever for a birthday i thought that was very interesting and kind of poignant yeah i agree i really like that scene yeah in regards of how like you know they're they're like disney world is just there might as well take advantage of it even though right and it goes along with that whole thing about the uh just the fact of like it's it's there but they aren't ever gonna like it's not a reality yeah and it's not even like like disney world is so present so many different times throughout this movie but it's not ever in a way of like these people are they just wish that they could go to disney world Mm -hmm. like that's just like a dream it's not like a longing thing for them or it's not even like they look at it with like bitterness because they don't get to go like it's really nothing like that it's just kind of there and they use it to their advantage every opportunity they get with like seeing the fireworks but also like scamming that one guy to like buy land like bracelets or whatever like yeah they're they're just take they're using it the best that they know how and that is cool (laughs) yeah no i agree for sure um and i think I wrote in like my letterbox review the first time I watched it is just like how Disney is just like everywhere that you can like tell, but mm-hmm. it isn't even like ever explicitly shown until that last scene. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say like with the fireworks and whatever, but like it's like its presence is there. And mm-hmm. 
I just think that that's interesting that like it's it's never kind of shown. Yeah, Only it's like effects. Shown, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool, and its effects on them are like always positive. Whether it be giving them money indirectly through a scam, or just like showing them fireworks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I like that. But at the same time, I would kind of pushing the other way is kind of like all the tourists that are shown in this movie are mostly just assholes and like that is really true. Down on them, I guess. I don't know. Like the, I think specifically the uh, the Brazilian people at the very beginning that like they can just they're like speaking in portuguese so like we can as the audience we can hear like just this all this bad stuff there like all this <laughs> shit they're talking about mm-hmm. like the motel and the people and the kids the mm-hmm. the street urchins begging for money or something yeah like um but the characters don't hear that because it's you know like subtitled over <laughs> and i just think that's interesting and then like the guy with the magic bands and how I don't know. It's, it, it, it seems like a very, you know, yeah. crossing over but, the line. It's like, oh, this is this sucks. I don't know. <laughs> like it, like an, an uncomfortable truth, I guess, that they don't yeah. really have to like deal with. So they just are like pissed off by it instead of actually trying <laughs> to understand. Yeah, very true. Yeah. I, I the other thing I wanted to talk about was just the uh, kind of like sense of community of the people in you know the motel. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was cool how like Dicky and his dad they like, when they move they're going to New Orleans and moving on to the next thing and it's like a very wholesome interaction of like yeah oh we have uh, your toys don't fit in the car it's okay we're but we'll, I'll buy you more. Let's and how, I don't know. I, it was just a very, I liked that scene a lot too. Me too. Yeah. And I like, like just the group of like kid friends and how they're kind of just trusted to like run around with each other and stuff for a minute. And then that like kind of gets ruined when they like burn that house. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, yeah, it's, it was cool how the sense of community was shown in a couple different ways. Yeah mostly focused on the kids just adorable childhood friendship is magical (laughs) (laughs) true good kids good kids (laughs) um yeah those are that was like all the big stuff i had to say i didn't really talk a whole lot about Haley, but i don't know Haley is the mom the mom yeah yeah Yeah, she was a really complex character (laughs) yeah i just it's kind of it's not that she wasn't interesting i just don't yeah I don't know how to make heads or tails because on the one hand, she, you know, she genuinely did want the best for her kid. Mm -hmm. And like, it was very objectively hard for her because it was was kind of like a throwaway line. Like she was in jail. Right. She got out of jail and that's why she's having so much trouble. Like, yeah. Yeah. At the same time, it's like, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but at the same time, it's so frustrating sometimes because it's like if you just like wouldn't be so confrontational about certain things. Yeah, it, you know, it, I, I totally know. Yeah, she. I don't know. She was so interesting to watch, and it's 
she is just like doing the absolute best that she can in like this extremely difficult situation some of which she's bringing on herself some of which she totally isn't you know mm-hmm. and it's yeah. so, there's like it's so nuanced the scene that really like made her stand out to me i guess as a character was when she beats up her friend and then like immediately runs home and throws up <laughs> i was mm-hmm. like that was so sad and so hard for me to watch but it, i don't it just was like such a good display of like how impulsive she is and also like how deeply sensitive and like how much regret and remorse she's like capable of feeling immediately like it's an immediate response i don't know she just she's complex she's got a lot going on (laughs) that is true yeah that's a good scene to point to yeah yeah Great movie. I really like it. Yeah, I would recommend pretty much anyone. I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to think of the type of people that wouldn't like this movie that I shouldn't recommend it to, but Mm -hmm. I would probably make them watch it anyways. Yeah, it's important. It's really like it will make you uncomfortable and a lot of people I'm sure won't like it because of that, but it's important nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it kind of like raises the awareness of like being like middle class and having going like these Disney world trips is like your like big spending thing. And that's like the, but then like right next door is kind of all this stuff is going on. So it's it's kind of like a, at least I know like for myself being kind of in that, you know, income bracket, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It was just very, it kind of just makes you think about like your own kind of space in all of this. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people should watch more movies that make you think about class consciousness and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good ones that have come out recently. For real. Yeah. It's a really, I don't know. It's just so important all the time. The more you think about it, probably the better. Yeah. I agree. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, so eight out of ten, strong recommend to pretty much anyone. Nice. That's Thank my you. thoughts on the Florida project after two viewings. <laughs> and uh, I hold the belief that you know once you've seen a movie twice, your uh, kind of opinion of it is pretty, for the most part, pretty set. You know, <laughs> like yeah, that's how I feel. Two viewings with like a good amount of time apart between them. Actually, mm, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So I think that's all about all we have to talk about as far as that goes. Next week, February wrap up. Looking forward to it. Cool. Week after that, we could pick a movie, but then the week after that, so three weeks from now, uh, do you think you want to do book club? Yeah. Would that work for your timetable? I believe so. Me too. I haven't cited the book yet, but it, just based on the other Murakami we read, plus the fact that this is like a third of the length of that one, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. shouldn't be too bad. I think it'll be a super fast read and I already got it and I'm excited about it. Awesome. Cool. So that means all that there is left to do for this episode is to recommend an album. If you're a new listener every week, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> recommend 
a album that we like that we think everyone should listen to. Uh, do you have an album to recommend? <laughs> you go <Yeah>. first. <laughs> My album uh, was recommended to me this week in a TikTok. <laughs> and the TikTok was like, if you're a fan of Lana Del Rey, you should really check out this album. And I oh, am the nice. world's biggest fan of Lana Del Rey. I said it once, said it a million times. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I always talk about her when I recommend an album. But anyway, the album is So Tonight That I Might See by Mazzy Star, which mm. I had never heard of before. But I, I would stand by the statement that if you like Lana Del Rey, you will like this album. It's a very similar, like, dreamy, but in, like, a melancholy way kind of lyrics. And their voices are very similar as well, which I truly don't take that lightly. <laughs> I, would, I would not <laughs> compare Sony to Lana if I didn't really like it. So, highly recommend. Awesome. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Mazzy Star. Um, as far as my album goes, I'm concluding. I don't know if I'm concluding or if I'm going to keep going on jazz month next week or not. We'll see. We'll see. But, uh, and throughout February, I've been doing jazz month where basically over the past year, I've been listening to a lot of, lots of jazz, especially like bebop era and beyond. And, uh, yeah. So I've been kind of talking about some of my favorites and I couldn't leave off um a c- collection of bebop and hard bop and all sorts of stuff <laughs> type of that era jazz without mentioning the man himself miles davis nice um who's like i feel like most folks if they only know one jazz artist it's miles davis um because he <laughs> kind of crossed over into like mainstream like he was a, like a star, like a rock star um, as a jazz musician. And I think that's really cool. Um, so if you're familiar, you may already know. I couldn't decide between two albums, so I'm going to talk about two. And they're probably his two most popular, but that's okay because it's a great place to start if you want to listen to this type of music. Um, so the albums are uh, Round About Midnight and Some Kind of Blue, or just Kind of Blue, sorry. Um, those are cool um, and kind of blue is like probably I think is like the best selling jazz album ever or something it's okay. like it sold a lot when it came out too and it was like a big deal but it's very good like it's a good reason why it sold so much um, and then Roundabout Midnight is also very good <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's kind of like that feeling of like walking around a city late at night and that's my favorite thing um, nice. And I think I those are both very that. good. Excellent recommendation. Thank you. Yeah, so we'll see. I might, I'll see how I'm feeling next week to see if I want to do another jazz album or not. But uh, this was fun. I'm glad I talked about <laughs> some jazz. I'm glad you did too. Because I've talked a lot about on the podcast of like books I read about jazz, but I haven't mm-hmm. recommended a whole lot of albums, which I'm realizing I probably should have. But <laughs> I will continue to mix some in in the future. Nice. Can't wait. Yeah. All right. Well, that is about all we have for this week. Um, Next week, we will be doing our February wrap-up. And just a note for any new listeners, because we've been kind of like getting an influx of new listeners lately. Um, Just so you know, the the wrap-up episode at the end of the month 
is completely new content. It's not a wrap up of the like podcast episodes from earlier in the yeah. month. Um, we just talk about the stuff that we watched and read just over the course of the past month that we hadn't talked about on the podcast already. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I think those are some of my favorite episodes to do. Mine for sure. I love doing yeah. the wrap ups. Me too. Well, and that's kind of like what this podcast was like founded on. Like the idea started of like, what can we do? Just talking about the end of the month for sure. We got to talk about all the stuff we read and watched. So yeah, that'll be next week. Stay tuned for that. Always a fun time. I agree. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, that that really is all we have for this week. Um, thank you for listening to anyone who's listening. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye now.